Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Wednesday, May 17th, 2023. It's about 10 minutes after 11 in the morning here on the East Coast of the United States. Tony Schaefer uh, joins us now. Uh, Tony, I have a lot to talk to you about, but I want to start with a uh, report in the Wall Street Journal this morning that the CIA is openly advertising on certain apps that it knows uh, Russians use, soliciting Russians to spy on the Russian government and provide information to the CIA. A, do you believe this? And B, isn't it fantastic? When do spies advertise for spies to join them? This is not new. It's just the CIA has updated their technology to the 21st century. And let me give you uh, 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 how this ends up front. It doesn't end well. Uh, they, they've tried this sort of thing before with a number of countries to include Cuba, uh, to include certain uh, Eastern European nations. And what they do, Judge, is, is essentially they put an ad in the paper. This is what this is. This is a 21st century version of an ad in the paper. And then they, they have people who they want to come in. It's never worked out by the fact that when the Russians see this, you know what the Russians, do you want to guess what the Russians do when they see this, Judge? What? They, they put people imposing to be agents into the system. They basically say, oh yeah, go sign up and we'll control you. Basically, they, they roll the op up against CIA. So, <laughs> so, so what does the CIA think they're accomplishing by this? So they, the CIA has a number of problems we could get into. One of them is a numbers game. We, we, you know, I'm trained by CIA. We go through the same training. As a matter of fact, it's all consolidated now. It's field FTC, field tradecraft training. And um, once you, if you go to the field and CIA, you, so many people actually have assigned to you uh, essentially uh, certain numbers you must uh, accomplish. DOD, we've never, we've never had that system requiring that you have a certain number of recruitments. That's to me insane. And the moment you do right, that. So, so as, as at the end of the month, cops give out more traffic tickets yes. because they haven't met their quota. That's at right. some time on the calendar, CIA agents are lowering the bar to bring in recruits because the they haven't brought in enough. Is that a correct. fair analogy? That's absolutely 110% correct. Absolutely. And we DOD have never signed up to that system. It's like, really? Uh, this is not cops writing tickets. This is trying to get clandestine intelligence from uh, people in places you can't get it. And so the moment the, moment the Russians see this, they, they put together a counterintelligence program where they will create uh, legends for individuals to go sign up. And so some of these folks get signed up. They sign up and become CIA assets. They're, 
they're basically double agents. They're feeding information. I've, 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 I've worked these operations against the other side. And I'm just telling you, Judge, that's where this is all going. It will not end well. All right. Let's take, let's take a look at the CIA uh, promo. Now, it's in Russian, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. the, the colors are black and white. It's dark and gloomy. I mean, it, it, it looks like a Hollywood production. Probably is. Obviously, there are Probably. actors. They're not yeah. real CIA agents. They're not real Russians. There are subtitles. I am going to, because a lot of folks uh, listen to us on audio as opposed to watching us, I'm going to read both the subtitles and the description uh, of what's going on. Uh, this will take about a minute and 10 sure. seconds. Here we go. And who decides that? Central Intelligence Agency released a video on the social media platform Telegram aimed directly at Russian government officials. Why is life more valuable than the life of others? And who decides that? The video is part of a semi-public campaign to convince Russians disaffected by the Ukraine war to spy for Washington. It portrays fictional Russian officials struggling with the decision to reach out to the American spy service. An official said the CIA hopes Russians will share information about the country's economy, foreign policy, cyber activities, and culture. The people around you may not want to hear the truth. We do. You aren't powerless. Connect with us securely. It's almost silly, Tony. It's almost childish. It's sophomoric. I mean, I don't know how many ad adjectives I can throw at it. There's going to be people at the CIA dome out in front of the CIA main building getting huge rewards for this complete monstrosity. Some contractor at CIA has probably made, uh, and I'm going to be conservative, about $50 million dollars off of this nonsense. Some some person with a psychologist sat down and said, oh, people in Russia are feeling bad. They're not feeling bad. And and, and the audience this is targeted to is CIA. Nobody in Russia is going to buy this. You're, 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 I've recruited Russians. This is the wrong approach. Just there saying. Must be, there must be more sophisticated way to recruit Russians who are more reliably into the recruitment and who are not double agents. I have I have uh, a few notches in my belt from uh, regarding Russia. I can't say much more than that. Anybody who looks back at my operational history will probably figure out where those contacts happened. Uh, I've been put on airplanes in the middle of the night to go places and do things regarding this issue. Uh, so I'm just telling you, there's ways to do it. This is not one of those ways, Judge. And, and the motivations, right. you've got to figure out the motivation of uh, both the audience and the individuals that you're going to bring in. None, nothing in that video hits any issue that any Russian leader is going to be feeling bad about at this point in time. They're winning. And uh, the other thing is, even if they don't like the carnage, they have a different mindset regarding the carnage than we do. They, they, well, aren't, I'm they aren't. I'm going to ask. I'm going to play this for Jack Devine uh, this afternoon. He's on and ask him about it. Of course, you know him. He'll good luck it. with that. I, I want to watch guys. that. I'll, I'll watch right. that show, Judge. I'm just telling you, I'm going to watch that. Show. Yeah, okay. Well, not only will you watch it, we'll let you comment on it. Uh, <laughs> I want you to comment on it the next time you're on. But 
Uh, to be serious for a moment, and yes, before sir. we get to the latest in the uh, war in Ukraine, yeah, doesn't the CIA know, CIA know that this is a potentially dangerous and fruitless way to recruit people? So a lot of, I came out of counterintelligence. So my, my first assignments in the army was an army uh, special agent doing both counterterrorism and counterintelligence work. And uh, judge, one of the things you do gain from experience is understanding how to go about detecting and countering spies. Most CIA officers do not get that training. They, they do not have that as a fundamental component of their field operations training. A lot of these folks come through Ivy League schools. I won't, you know, Jack and, and those, I mean, people, Jack and those people over at CIA uh, come from very uh, high, high level educated backgrounds. I'm a muddy boots guy. I just started out as enlisted and went through the system. And I don't think they have a full appreciation of how badly they can be fooled because I think CIA has a certain arrogance about them. And I'm speaking from experience here. And they, they believe that they're smarter than the average bear. Uh, that's why people several times in CIA have had their lunch eaten badly to include in Afghanistan where they actually had at, uh, at Camp Chapman, uh, a Al-Qaeda operative blow up the entire uh, station in, in Afghanistan at one point. So, I, okay. I'm, you know, they, they don't have proper training regarding counterintelligence or if they have it, they don't internalize it. Among uh, Jack Devine's latest claims is that Ukraine leaders are patient and uh, Russian leaders are full of bluster and impatience. I don't know where he gets this from. No, I'll, I'll ask him about it. Seems to me it's the other way around. What do you think? So the, la the latest interview I literally just saw a few minutes ago before doing prep for our, our discussion is uh, Zelensky admitting that, uh, well, I think he was over he was blustering because he said that they had the the num correct number of troops, the correct motivation, the correct organizations. The only thing they're lacking, according to Zelensky, is certain technologies have not shown up on the battlefield. They were it probably. sounds like you saw the same BBC interview that we that, saw. Probably. Right. And right. so I, as I was prepping, it's like, okay, that sounds like bluster to me, especially regarding the fact that they don't have the numbers of troops <laughs> available to do what they need to do. Uh, again, uh, it, at a minimum, Judge, at a minimum, and, you know, Danny Davis, I just, I, full disclosure, I texted with Danny this morning, too. Uh, Danny Davis, Colonel Davis, uh, uh, has said, uh, try to explain to you all, uh, you and your audience, what's required. Uh, to go on the offensive and be successful, you need a minimum of three to one advantage over the adversary. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to, you don't, you, you don't have that. You well, that, that is, that is numerically impossible unless the Polish and American and British troops show up. That's correct. All right. Is the West growing tired of the war? Um, not those who are committed to the destruction of Russia. No, uh, I think uh, Victoria Newland is more motivated than ever. I think there's a battle going on between state department and Blinken and Sullivan at the uh, at the White House. Sullivan Sullivan would be all in this too. Jake Sullivan would be all in on this too, except that they know that an election year is coming up, and unless there's clear and compelling results showing that that, that U.S. support to, to Ukraine is paying off, uh, Sullivan's a politician first. He's going to try to start getting uh, trying to cut losses. And I think all right, you're you're speaking of Jake Sullivan, who's the president's national security that, advisor. That, who, by the way, woke up at three o'clock in the morning with a stranger in his bedroom, even though the house is guarded uh, by Secret Service, and escorted the guy out and then went back to sleep, didn't even call the CIA. The whole thing is bizarre. 
Was that John Brennan? Was it John Brennan that was in that? No, I'm just kidding. It's a joke. <laughs> no, I, sorry, John. I'm just joking. It is a joke. We we do have humor on our side here. Just saying. Right. Right. Uh, we do. We but it could do. have been John Brennan. Just saying. can the Ukrainians realistically drive the Russians from Eastern Ukraine, as President uh, Zelensky has boasted in another interview? No, I, I, even using his own words, Judge, they're not really ready for the counteroffensive. The counteroffensive started. As far as I can tell, I've gone through and looked at folks and talked to folks. I've read some firsthand accounts of people on the ground there. It started, but it's kind of like, uh, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's just kind of puttering along because to Zelensky's point, the technology and weapon systems that they were promised have not shown up and are still in the process of either being deployed or or uh, acquired by the Ukrainians. So even if he had the troop numbers, which he doesn't, uh, I don't see how they have specific uh, achievable military objectives assigned to the to the offensive. I just don't I just don't see it. And, and again, I'm not on either side. I just don't see what they're trying to do here. What is your take on the um, latest either nonsense or real, to me it's nonsense, involving a Prigozhin. I mean, first oh. we saw this horrific, angry outburst, yeah. uh, uh, condemning by name the Russian defense minister and the chief of the Russian military uh, staff for not giving him enough ammunition, purporting to show over his shoulder yeah. dead uh, Wagner uh, soldiers. Then we saw a milder, a uh, more sane version of that, but essentially one warning, we need more ammunition or this is not going to happen. Now the latest is the CIA, and I assume it's the CIA because it came from the Washington Post, claiming that Prigozhin offered what would be an act of treason that I think would I result in his, his summary execution that. of revealing the location and movement and size of Russian uh, troops uh, in return for their evacuating uh, uh, Bakhmut. How yeah. do you read all of this Prigozhin stuff, Tony? So but, the fact that they're allowing a PMC, a private military corporation, to do the lead in this war tells me how unserious the Russians are about being concerned about losing. I mean, if, 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 if losing was a concern, you would not have a knucklehead like Prigozhin up front making all of these protestations. That, that does not help discipline. It does not help military cohesion. It does not help uh, uh, force uh, be, be a force multiplier. So that tells me that politically, Prigozhin thinks he can get away a lot. He is. But this tells me also that Putin is like, okay, you know, if Putin was really concerned about the Ukrainians actually making, you know, doing something back, he'd fire the guy and put real, real military in there. Prigozhin's not a real military leader. He has no military experience. Yeah, okay, I've heard it. Oh, he should be credited to being up front with his guys. You know, being crazy does not is not a, a notable feature of success on the battlefield. Okay, right. he's crazy enough to be up front. I just don't think, Judge, that they're worried about losing either Russians, and they allow him to speak out like this. I'm sure I'm speaking as an army guy. If I saw Eric Prince and his guys doing that nonsense, I'd be less than cooperative as well. So right. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna run the clip where he's angry. Sure. And I'm thinking it's funny you should say Eric Prince, head of Blackwater, or at the time. I'm thinking of Eric Prince doing a selfie, which didn't exist at the time, in Afghanistan, exactly. personally ripping apart Donald Rumsfeld and General Petraeus. B bingo. It's, it's as outlandish as that. Here's yeah. uh, Prigozhin uh, exploding. We don't have enough 
We have a 70% shortage of ammunition. Shaigu, Gerasimov, where the blank is the ammunition? Look at them, blank. If you give the normal amount of ammunition, there will be five times fewer of them. They came here as volunteers. They are dying so you can gamble in your redwood cabinets. Take note of that. All right, some of it is, uh, is uh, you know, Russian terminology. I don't know what redwood cabinets means. I mean, the dacas on the Black Sea. Yeah. There's a great line from Shakespeare, uh, Sir John Falstaff, fit, fit for fodder. That's what this is. Uh, look, again, I'm going to be very blunt about this. This is how little the Russians are concerned about what's going on. They're allowing volunteers who are essentially cannon fodder to go up front and die. Again, if they were worried about victory, they'd be sending in uh, effective troops. And yeah, this is like Eric Prince. And you know, Eric, don't be upset because I've mentioned your name. Eric Prince uh, going out front in front of uh, the folks at Bagram in 2002, 2003, yelling about not getting support from Central Command and the, and and the, and Don Rumsfeld. That's what this is like. All right. And but it's more acceptable clearly in their culture. But again, Judge, this just tells me that you know the Russians aren't worried about uh, the Ukrainian offensive, or else they put real troops in there to do something. What would the CIA uh, have to gain? And I suppose you could answer that in almost any way possible after that silly movie we just saw. But what would the CIA have to gain by planting a story in the Washington Post that Prigozhin uh, offered to commit an act of treason, which would have resulted in his summary uh, execution? I think it's to continue the the dissent that's obviously existing within Russia. This is probably something they think they can enhance more by saying, oh, Prigozhin's so upset he's going to go to the other side. Believing it, but like, so I think what Prigozhin I don't think uh, helping their cause one little bit. Uh, I think it's hurting them. And I think that maybe what CIA saw is like, oh, we have an opportunity here to kind of double down and enhance the, the, their internal dissent. I think that's what they did. Here's uh, a, a milder but still cautious uh, Yevgeny Prigozhin. There are about 20 houses left to take, and Bakhmut would be taken completely. But the occupation of Bakhmut gives nothing to the Russian Federation. Because the flanks are crumbling, the front is collapsing and attempts by the defense ministry to publish statements to make things look better are and will bring an overall tragedy for Russia. They need to stop lying right now. If you have fled, build new defense lines. What is he talking about? So I think he's basically saying that he's not being properly supported as they move forward to establish uh, what we used to call the FIBA and FLOT, the, the forward edge of the battle area. Uh, basically, as, as conventional militaries move forward, Judge, you establish essentially lines of control, lines of departure. You Basically, it's incremental. You set up zones of, of control. One of the things I've heard over and over is this road in and out of Bakhmut that they've not been able to fully secure. So I think I think what he's saying, because I don't have the maps in front of me, I, I have no inside information directly on this. It sounds to me like the, the Russian military is not 
uh, taking advantage of the gains that he's made. He feels that, you know, that they should be doing things to more stabilize the battlefield around him as he moves forward to take uh, the rest of the city. Now, when I play this same tape for Jack uh, Devine later today, I know what he's going to say because he's written this, that the Russian military is disillusioned and Prigozhin is speaking the truth. Is the Russian military disillusioned? And if not, why do they even let Prigozhin say these things to the point where an international audience can see and hear him? Because I think he's he's a knucklehead. I think that Putin has given him far more authority. You know, look, come on, Judge. We've known these people. We know these people. And they just say and do things and they get away with, with all sorts of nonsense until something bad really happens. I think Bergosian, uh, look, Bergosian is useful to Putin doing what he's doing. He's doing the, the nasty stuff that the, the, the Russian military does not want to do. He is, he's, he's the guy who's uh, the cleaner, if you will, trying to get this all done. And I think what he's saying is that the military is not being as enthusiastic about his victories and helping him as he should be. And that's just a statement of, of, of a fundamental friction that exists within uh, mer- mercenaries like Prigozhin and his guys and uniformed professional military soldiers. It's friction is what I see it. It's not anything to do about, oh, they're, 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 their morale is so bad they're about to quit. That has not, the two are not related. Where do you see the war going, Tony, in the next uh, five, six, seven months? So I still think it's going to come. I just don't see it going much past summer. They can't sustain this. Uh, right now, they're going through tons of Patriot missiles. I mean, extraordinary numbers of, of missiles are being fired uh, on a daily basis. I, I, you know, I don't see the Ukrainians being able to sustain this much past the end of the month regarding defending themselves against Russian missiles. And just the, 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 the toll in human life that is, uh, is, that is um, being experienced on both sides, I just don't see it as sustainable. I, I think it, some adult in the room has got to get these folks to the, the negotiating table before before July. That's yeah. I, I think so. Gary, do we have the uh, tape we ran yesterday that Larry Johnson sent us of the uh, ammo um, uh, depot being exploded? Now take a look at this. Tape. Yeah. Larry says, given the size of this, and, and there were secondary and tertiary explosions, of course, because this is a, an ammunition depot. Larry estimates 500 million, a half a billion dollars worth of ammo destroyed in 15 minutes. I have no reason to doubt that number. Um, I I have to go and understand what exactly they were storing there to be able to kind of validate that. But I have but, no. But reason if to Larry's doubt number, if Larry's number is correct, uh, they are really Ukrainians are really really hurting for ammunition. Well, they're hurting, and then apparently there's the the Russians claim, and we don't know what exactly they hit. They said they took out one of the Patriot missile systems. That, that, that doesn't mean a launcher, doesn't mean the entire system. Uh, we don't know. But let me put it this way. If the Ukrainians were doing well, they'd be crowing about it and bragging about it. And they're not. No. Tony Schaefer, always a pleasure. Thank you very much for your time. Always great to be here, Judge. Thank you. Of course. If you... If you watch this and you did and if you liked that and i hope you did like subscribe and tell a friend more as we get it alistair crook coming up uh, at 11 uh, 45 this morning and at 2 30 the man you all love to hate jack divine judge napolitano judging for judging freedom